Hello and welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez. And as always, I'm joined with a person who once gave me a sweater made of bodily fluids. Josh Hemo. I remember that. That was good times. Yeah. It was an odd Christmas. We don't talk about what body fluid was, but I hope you appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's hanging in my closet it's yeah, right, right now. Don't think you ever wear it. You know, it kind of hurts me sometimes. You know, it's the, the weather in New York, so... Okay, whatever. For, anyways, um, thank you all for listening. This is our podcast where we look back on some SpongeBob episodes and we find nice little life lessons for you that you can use and uh, ignore or, you know, use. Up to you. Let's go ahead and wee-woo right into this episode. We check out Season 2, Episode 4, Dying for Pie and Imitation Crabs. Act 1, Dying for Pie. So in this episode, it's a good word accidentally gives Spongebob a bomb pie as a present for Employee Brotherhood Day and spends the whole day with Spongebob because he thinks he's going to die right at sunset when the pie hits his lower intestine. And so it's just dealing with that whole situation. And just to start things off, I want to ask you, Josh, if you were poisoned by a baked good, what kind of baked good would you want it to be? Oh, that's a good question. Man, uh... You know, I think like an eclair would be pretty cool. An eclair, like the best eclair you ever had. Yeah, it? yeah. I'm not a big fan of baked goods, but like eclairs, like. Like a chocolate eclair or like, I don't know what's in an eclair really. Custard, usually chocolate on top. Mm. I guess in this case, poison. A bomb. How about a you? Bomb. <laughs> Let's see. For me, it'd probably be like a really good chocoflan. Ooh. Yeah. Or like a, or a really bomb chocolate chip cookie. Fair enough. Like like a Levain bakery chocolate chip cookie. What about a churro? Churros are good, but if I want like a baked good, I want it, like rich. <laughs> churros, like I think I would eat it too fast. I want something I can savor for a little bit. <laughs> savor that poison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if I'm gonna die, I want to do it proper. You know, I really like how we start off the episode with Squidward driving into work, which is different. Um, one of the fun facts for this one: Squidward drives a boatmobile to to work today instead of like riding his bike as usual so but his bumper sticker says don't ask me about my day i love that bumper sticker which i think should be like a shirt it should be 100 percent. a shirt a bumper sticker a whole like merchandise line that says don't ask me about my day the clothing get your shit together exactly i think though that maybe they would accidentally it would accidentally cause people to ask you about your day like just to be like, oh, why not, huh? Why shouldn't I ask you? Yeah, you're always going to get jerks like that. Yeah. So Pe- People like Josh walking around. It's true. Also, another fun fact that I saw that happens at the beginning of the episode is uh, when SpongeBob slides his body on the Krusty Krab glass window, he leaves a trail of clearness. So, like, technically, it's implied that SpongeBob's actually cleaning the, the window as he's rubbing his body against it. And he's just, like, so excited to see Squidward, which is just really nice to... To see. I think he was just really excited to give Squidward his presents, you know? Yeah, exactly. He worked really hard on that eyelash sweater, which is really impressive. Yeah, and again, another iconic moment where he's like, what's this made of? He's like, eyelashes! <laughs> and I love that. I love that moment. And then he rejects it and that gets that sweater of tears. I love that. That was great. I remember even laughing at that as a kid. 
Do you think you'd rather have a sweater of tears or a sweater of eyelashes? Probably eyelashes, right? You you would rather have that? Yeah, I think so. Well, let me see. Let me touch my eyelashes. They're soft enough. Pretty I don't soft. think they'd be I don't think they'd be itchy. Nah. Maybe Squidward just has really sensitive skin. Uh yeah. Maybe he has eczema. Eczema. <laughs> eczema. We gotta talk about why the hell there's bombs in the pies to begin yeah. with. Oh yeah, and then it happens it's happened eleven times. Eleven times. Mr. Krabs and the hospital have both seen it eleven times. That makes me wonder, is it the same events that they witnessed? Do you think was there's Mr. Like Krabs like part of it? Past fry cooks. Every time he has one of these brotherhood days that someone buys a bomb pie and he kills his fry cook. And it sounds like Squidward put himself in this situation because like he's like, We're doing this brotherhood day because of your attitude, basically. Yeah. Well, it's true. It does sound like, I mean, Squidward, we all know, is kind of like a grump, grumpy and like angry all the time. I mean, even beginning of this episode, he rolls into work and like doesn't say a word to anyone. Mm-hmm. He just really hates his job. Yeah. He has, a, he has a really hard time. I mean, that's the thing. Like we've seen in a couple episodes this season, like does he really hate it? I think he just has a hard time sometimes. I don't know. Maybe Squidward has like a little bit of depression or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like he's not having good days because there are some days where I feel like he's having like a decent day. Yeah, when I mean, he goes in. We talked about last week. He like waited outside the Krusty Krab for Patrick to leave in yeah. order to get rehired, and he cares so much back in like the beginning of the season to like make sure SpongeBob wasn't ruining the place. So I think he yeah. does care, and he likes his job. Maybe he just, just doesn't like SpongeBob. Yeah, I think being that's what there it is. as often. There's some people in your life like. Even with SpongeBob's excitement, like I don't know if I could handle someone being that excited to see me all the time. Yeah, that isn't like a dog. It could be like exhausting, you know. It's just a lot of energy. It is a lot of energy to be like that all the time. Yeah, but like, so the whole bomb thing like leads to my little lesson for this first little lesson for this uh, episode is just like kind of be weary about the gifts you give people. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you can give them like I think gift giving in general is just really hard. But, yeah, we should. We this is like a recurring theme yeah. that we just like agree that giving gifts is just difficult. Yeah, and like sometimes you just gotta be careful that you're giving the right gift. You know. What do you think is better as a situation? Do you pretend that you like the gift and then you just keep it away and never do anything about it, or you're just honest about the gift? I think you should be grateful no matter what if it's like a gift. You know, as long as yeah. it's like a good gift and like well intentioned, not like purposely getting a bomb right yeah yeah but if it's like a good gift and well attention i think you should be nice about it even if you're never going to use it it's just going to sit in the closet or you donate it like it's nice enough the thought is what counts right that's what they always yeah. say the thought's what matters exactly and okay so since we're on the topic of the bomb do you think squidward had was it one of those things where he like chose to not hear what he heard or is it one of those situations where he's like he was that gullible. He's like, oh, these guys are I just... think he was just so caught up in the moment to try to get a gift, you know? I mean, Mr. Krabs was, like, breathing down his neck. SpongeBob mm-hmm. was, like, crying in a freaking mess in the Krusty Krab. Yeah. And he took the first opportunity he took, can get to get something, you know? Yeah, I'm sure he was just, like, super overwhelmed. It is, like, an overwhelming situation to be, like, like, I have to get a gift now, and it has to be somehow homemade. Well, especially for coworkers, right? Isn't that a tough thing? I think always is, like, any kind of, like, coworker white elephant or secret Santa or, like, anything is kind of tough sometimes. Just because, like, yeah. you work, even though you work with someone, it doesn't mean you know them, right? Yeah, like, I don't know how I feel about work, 
like work gatherings like Mr. that. Mr. Krabs New Age it. Management. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that like I don't like the idea of that. Like I like the idea of that, but then you also get people who just don't know each other at all. Yeah. And it's like, what do you do then? Like I've definitely talked to some co like they're in, in bigger companies or like even smaller companies, like there's people you just never talk to at all. Like what do they like? What are they allergic to? You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I may, it's probably easier in like a small office setting because you all talk mm-hmm. to each other, you all interact daily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a big company, I can't imagine. Like, how do you how do you pull that off, right? Yeah. I mean, like even this, like there are times where I have coworkers like in a small office setting and I don't even know really what I would get them. Yeah. And that's why I think uh, my small lesson that I got, even though the, bo- <laughs> the bombs were <laughs> bombs and not homemade pies, they were factory made pies. I just think that having homemade baked goods is a really safe bet for any like gift like that. As long as you know, know like everyone's allergies. Yeah. Which usually like HR kind of knows that I think in most like offices. I think baked goods in general are just a safe bet. Even like people always complain that they need to buy gifts on a budget, but like buying cookie or making cookies is super cheap. You just buy like a dollar store tin, throw them in and like you give them to a family member. I don't want your cookies. They taste like that. Wow. Dollar store cookies? No, the tin. The tin? To put it in. That doesn't sound like even baking. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Don't get me cookies. I don't want your cookies. Right. You won't get anything. It's fine. Your bomb cookies. (laughs) (laughs) So I was wondering, do you have a list of things that you want to do? Kind of like how SpongeBob has. A kind of ma- list? Yeah, kind of like a bucket <laughs> list, I guess. I mean, skydiving would definitely be on one of those. Yeah. But like if it's just like friends and stuff, I don't know, like a friendship list. Most of it I just do every single time that people are over. I just watch YouTube videos and drink or something. Yeah, I thought it was a little <laughs> like weird. Not weird, I guess. Just like over the top that SpongeBob had this list. Like definitely people have bucket lists and like yeah. probably lists of stuff that they want to do, you know. Especially in big cities, they're like, oh, I got to go do this before I leave the city or whatever. Um, but like a whole friendship list, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And then like the thing is like my friendship list would be like specific for other people. Yeah. Because they're like certain people that you're like, oh, I'm better off just like sitting around doing nothing all day with them. And mm-hmm. then there's other people that are like, I really want to have like a nice activity to go along with. And then there's also the friends that you're like, I'm good for like an hour or two of hangout time. Yeah. Because, like, we're good friends, but we're not that good of friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I yeah, get the hint that you're trying to drop. Yeah, exactly. Like, I only, wow. like, say, like, only about, like, a couple hours a week to get together to talk about a shared interest and then maybe record it to, like, display our friendship for other people and yeah. then never talk to each other for the rest of the week. Yeah, that sounds like pretty ideal, honestly. Yeah, it sounds like a really good situation. Solid. And like maybe possibly in the future you could get some sponsorships that way at least the time is like worthwhile, mm-hmm. you know? You're not just wasting, you know, 12 <laughs> o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You're a piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> Thank you. So talking to like doing stuff with friends like gets me into another little lesson I got for this uh, episode is that sometimes you kind of just got to go along with a friend's activity, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's part of friendship. It's like a two-way street. And sometimes you're not always going to like everything that your friend likes, but Mm -hmm. you got to be a good sport about it because it's part of friendship is experiencing new things and like being there to like support your friends and stuff. 
even if it's not like you're not having the best time. Exactly. So if you ever come over to Omar's house, you better be prepared. He's going to show you YouTube videos and it's going to be music videos. It's going to be vines. And you better have a good list of music videos to contribute. Yeah, because I, I, I blindside people. Josh has experienced it a lot where I'm just like, pick, you need to pick a music video because I don't want to curate this whole, like, I'm basically a video jockey from MTV. I'm a retired video jockey. <laughs> that VJ life. And you honestly probably like, as a person, know more music videos than you think. So like, if you ever put on that spot, like, you probably know a good amount of music videos to put on. Exactly. And like, um... I always tell people, I'm like, it doesn't even have to be a music video you've ever seen. Just like, if you just think about a song in your head and you're like, I want it, I want to listen to that. Usually there's a music video for it, especially nowadays, even if it's like a fan made music video. Yeah. It's a bunch of Naruto clips <laughs> to My Chemical Romance or something. It's okay. It's okay. You'll have fun. It's just part of the experience. One thing that I do want to mention as far as a small lesson is don't get scammed. Pay attention to what the employees are saying to each other. That way you don't get sold a bomb or like a crappy car or something like that. You know, you can see how people react. Keep them, keep a watchful eye. And like Mr. Krabs also kind of mentions it during, during when like Squidward leaves, he's like, watch out for Squidward. And I used to do that with my coworkers. I still do keep notes on them. I remember one of my coworkers, he told me that he had like a, he had when he had his wisdom teeth out, they messed up the nerves there, so he had like no feeling in his mouth. So if he ever went crazy and I had to punch him, I'm not punching him in his mouth. And I knew he had a bad knee. So in his knee is where I would go. Boom. Gotta be careful, man. Or you know, you can just pay attention and then maybe when it's employee brotherhood day, you can just get him a good gift. Solid advice. Thank you, Omar. <laughs> just learning. Don't get scammed. Watch out for your coworkers. Aim for the knee. Aim for the knee. If they have a bad one. If they have a good one, you can still go there too, but solid. <laughs> Alright, I got an exciting bubble break this week. Woo woo bubble break. Yeah, I got it kind of goes with what we talked about with the big game, since they're not allowed to say the actual thing. The big game. The big game. The, the shovel yeah. that happened. And I just found out probably like a hour before we started recording, but mm -hmm. There is a GoFundMe now from the creators of the actual song Sweet Victory that they're trying to put together a music video for $15,000. Yeah, and it's supposedly going to be like this very over-the-top music video for Sweet Victory to like pay homage to the original and to Steven. And They were really upset. The creators were actually very upset. Um, they tweeted about it that it was like the NFL did it just you know, disjustice to both Steven and SpongeBob and it's unfair to just use like a two second clip and not and like give teasers and stuff, which I agree. Like we talked about it already, but I'm glad yeah, I think that it's you know, just the NFL trying to get like uh millennial. Yeah, like I know. Like yeah, there was a lot of issues with this year's Super Bowl as there is always with football. So you have like the political stuff with Kaepernick and then you also have like the normal stuff with like concussions and health and et cetera, et cetera. I think that they were trying to reach that millennial audience who maybe doesn't watch or who only watches the Super Bowl for what some people might call intermission. Yeah. I don't halftime show. It's, but. A, it's the halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're wondering, like $15,000 does sound like a lot, but what we found out is that 
Sweet Victory is not released through a record company. So there isn't any kind of like financial backing to make music videos, which most artists have when they make music videos. So that's why it's like a bigger price. And they're hoping that they seems like it's like unrealistic. But, you know, that petition got around real quick. Even if a couple people on the petition only donated like a dollar. Yeah. It, it was like up enough. at like three million by the time yeah. the Super Bowl even started. So it's pretty realistic. That'd be really cool to see. I think it'd be really cool. Maybe like, do a little um, special on that. Again, I'm a music music video fiend, but like, even if it was just like a silly music video, for that much money, it's not too bad. Yeah, hope they I mean, just... I would I would prefer that we donate that money to something, but maybe they'll do something nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just in honor of having like if Steven is like an important thing too. So yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, really, really enjoyable. And then that way, when you come over to my house, Josh, we just watch that on repeat. Hell yeah. Act two, imitation crabs. Plankton's up to no good again, this time disguising himself as robots in order to get the secret formula. And one of those robots just happened to be Mr. Krabs, so he tries to trick SpongeBob into getting him the secret formula, and it's up to SpongeBob to figure out who's the real Mr. Krabs. It gets dicey. It does get dicey. Tartar sauce, like, he just, he's icing people. Yeah. Acting, like, he's like, don't move. I make the rules. He's like, he was on edge. It was crazy, dude. What what do you think the tartar sauce equivalents for human is? A gun. A gun. <laughs> a gun. But like not like a handgun, like I'm talking about like one of those mini guns that spin up and shoot like crazy. <laughs> a rail gun or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <Some> halo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cuz he was holding it like that and he was just like I'm making the rules now. Yeah. It was a real mob boss. You think SpongeBob could be pretty intense if he was a mob boss? He's intense all the time. Yeah. Mob boss or not, he's he's a vengeful god. <laughs> it leads me to my first model lesson is power dynamics can change very quickly when violence is involved. It's good. Yes. Uh, I definitely like that whole situation is just like, it reminds me of that movie. I think like uh, Captain Phillips or whatever. He's like, I'm the captain now because he has the gun. Mm -hmm. And like that is real. There are many times where I've like, the other day I was on the subway and someone like bumped into someone else and the guy was, it was an accident. He like lifted up his bag and accidentally hit the guy like who's sitting in the seat. But the guy sitting in the seat, instead of just being like, Hey, he like got a little bit upset. And then the dude was like, what do you want to do? But like the guy sitting in his seat was not as big as the guy, you know, with the bag and the guy with the bag was trying to be pretty polite, but then he got pissed real fast. And then it was one of those moments where he's like, is he going to make a move? Or is he not going to make a move? Knock this guy out. <laughs> exactly. And then I was like, I don't want to be late to work today. Please don't do it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's wild. Um, how did you feel about that live action patty in the beginning? To me, it did not look appetizing. It did not. Nah. I, we definitely see the Krabby Patty. I just don't think it be, can be recreated in real life. Nah, I don't, I don't know. Babish does a pretty good job. He does a good job. He's faithful to the source material, but... I just think it'll forever be one of those things where we'll never know what it tastes like. Can you think of any other cartoons that had something like that? I'm sure there mm. are, right? I mean, there's like Adventure I'm... Time with like the... The sandwich. The sandwich, that... yeah. Let's see. I don't know. I just... I don't think there's one thing that really comes to mind like like a Krabby Patty. Yeah. I feel like Krabby Patty is It's pretty like, iconic, right? That's the thing. super iconic. Yeah. Like if someone told me like this is... An official Krabby Patty, I would expect it to taste amazing. 
the only thing I can think of that maybe comes close is like in the Goofy movie, like the pizza that they eat, that's like super oh, cheesy and everything. I was always yeah. like, that looks like the best pizza ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just don't think there is anything that compares. No, I think the- like it. It's slip. It's slipping my mind a little bit on what like other foods are there. Yeah, we'll I, have to revisit that. I mean, if we go to like think about Nickelodeon in general, I think like because they're real big known. They used to be known. I think they still are for like their slime and dropping slime on people. Yeah, so I've wondered what that would taste like. I always imagine kind of tastes like pudding. Yeah, right. Like pistachio pudding or something. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, slime is like. It's mythical. I kind of yes. wish. I I'm hoping there's like a resurgence because there is like talks of like. I knew all that, and even some SpongeBob spinoffs we'll talk about hopefully next week or when it gets a little bit closer, you know, and I'm just really excited for the idea that, you know, maybe old school Nickelodeon might come back. I don't know if you remember that that Nickelodeon show with, like, the head. Yeah, what is it called? Temple of the... No, 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 not that one. So, like, there's there's Legends of the Hidden Temple is what you're thinking. But there's another one where it used to be, like, basically, like, the actors, so it'd be, like, actors from all that, and then maybe, like, sometimes, like, Amanda Bynes and stuff like that, and they would have to guess like someone's skill or something like that. Mm. I, I forgot what it was that. called. Here, let me figure out the the thing. Yeah, so I I just checked it out, and it's called Figure It Out, and it was like this big old head, and then they would give out. It would be really weird. They would like conveyor belt out like clues, and then they would have to guess like like this kid is a professional cow trainer or something like it was always something really weird and it was always like some 4-h crap it was like i've raised the biggest pig in the united states (laughs) man i don't remember that but again like double dare and stuff like that and like they've tried to bring it back and it just hasn't had its luster maybe this is the right time i would super fuck with uh guts and legends of the hidden temple oh yeah legends always wanted to be on that classic I always wanted a piece of that, like Astro Crag or whatever the heck it was called, mm-hmm. from from Guts. But anyways, <laughs> uh, back to the episode. Man, we're just heading down yeah. that nostalgia hole. You know, so one of Plankton's famous lines are always like, "I went to college and stuff." And for you know, someone who went to college, he's kind of dumb. That's like yeah, a he could have just bought the yeah, he could just bought the Krabby Patty when he was in the first robot of the dude. That's like a thing that. One of the lessons, and I think we talk, we've talked about it in the past about other stuff, but you know, it doesn't matter what education or smart classes or whatever you're in, like, doesn't mean that you're smart. You know, it's just common sense, man. Yeah, and don't flaunt your education or intelligence in front of people because it's like just bad form, and again, like, doesn't make you any smarter than them just because you might have more privilege, possibly. Mm-hmm. Although it is sometimes fun. It's like, hey, you're dumb. And just walk away. And then you just walk away. That's how you But it has friends. to be true. It has to be true. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be because if if especially if it's someone of the same privilege as you, yeah. That's when you do it. <laughs> that's when you drop the bomb, because then it's true. <laughs> People when you're in college, you can tell tell your friends they're with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but only the ones from your background. <laughs> no, it is kind of uh, kind of messed up to just be like, hey. Yeah. I think Plankton's just a really good like example of that. Because we have like SpongeBob, who is kind of like more a little more street smart, I would say, mm-hmm. than Booksmart, and he outwits Plankton every time. Not, not as street smart as Squidward, though. Squidward saw the Krabs robot and instantly was like, instantly knew. You're not Mr. Krabs. Yeah. 
And he's like, you have the day off. And he's like, all right, Mr. Krabs. And he ran out. <laughs> Poor guy. He just, just needed a day off. He Multiple always needs off. a day off. <laughs> Every day. Every day should be a day off. I was so super impressed with the pricing at the Krusty Krabs. Uh-huh. That when they were like, how much is a, a Krabby Patty on Wednesday? 99 cents. You can't even get McDonald's for 99 cents anymore. Nah. Like everything, there's no dollar menu. That's what it was based on, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like on Wednesdays at McDonald's or something, you can get like a burger for like a buck or something. I, I think know, it was before like, the dollar menu. It was crazy. Yeah. And then just all the crazy rules that Mr. Krabs has, like no free napkins. No free napkins must be the worst, right? Yeah, because I can't imagine the spills that happen. Maybe that's why the Krusty Krab's so dirty all the time. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> one's using napkins. They're just wiping on their pants. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bad habit of doing that, just wiping on my pants. And, like, what are they keeping in the garbage that's giving Mr. Krabs a rash? I don't know. And Why does he have a rash? Like, are you touching the garbage? Yeah, like, what's going on? Is this toxic waste? Is there waste? bed bugs? <laughs> it's bed bugs. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's got bed bugs in his garbage. Ugh. Whatever the underwater nematode. Nematode. In his garbage. <laughs> SpongeBob, again, showing his superhuman godlike strength, lifting Mr. Krabs above his head and then ripping the head off an innocent bystander. Yeah. Which, not the kind of head enhancement I thought it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? No, hey. Hey. I still don't understand like this head and headsman clinic. Like, what's the point of it? We've already seen it in another episode. We've seen it in another episode where that person was like three different fishes. The mailman thing? Yeah. Yeah. But what, I don't understand. Like, what's the point? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe they just like see- your head's too small and you just feel insecure about it. So you get a bigger well, head. It's like the whole food chain of the ocean, man. You got to like have the, the small fish eats the medium size. Uh, the medium sized fish eats the small fish. And the bigger fish eats the medium sized fish. And then the shark is always eats a bigger the large fish. fish. Exactly. That's why I don't mess with the ocean. Because <laughs> there's a bigger fish down there <laughs> hanging Thank you, out. Qui Gon Jin. Um, also, a lot of great quotes in this one. I love that, that whole like plankton, crabs, plankton, crabs. And then he's like, SpongeBob. <laughs> also, SpongeBob rattling off like that Lego mumbo jumbo for all about like everything. It kind of proves. Supposedly, it proves that Mr. Krabs actually patented the Krabby Patty form uh, formula. But then he also said it was Krabby Patty law. So I was wondering if that's actually true. Did he patent it, or is there a made-up law like that he made up? Where he's like, "Oh, this is Krabby Patty law. We can't." I feel like he must have. I would feel like Mr. Krabs savvy enough to patent it, right? Mm-hmm. But like, then couldn't Plankton get sued? Isn't that stealing? Yeah. I guess so. I don't know how bikini, bikini bottom laws work, so we need to go to bikini bottom law school. If Edison can get away with it, so can uh Plankton, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well Edison kinda of messed up. He was like he basically created the idea of patents and then he was like, I have all of them. <laughs> One thing that I liked was for the ten second countdown for the self destruct sequence, when it's activated, it actually takes ten seconds to explode. Oh really? Apparently. Like if you count it down from the episode? Yeah, nice. I didn't time it out, but I believe the wiki well enough that someone would write that in there because I feel like someone would have been like, that's not true and deleted it by now. <laughs> um, also, this episode has one of my absolute favorite quotes that I actually talk about where they say, why do today? Because Squidward's all like, oh, 
I thought the important rule was why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? And then Mr. Krabs, wise Mr. Krabs comes over. He says, what is today? But yesterday's tomorrow. I love that so much. Which I actually say that a lot where people are like, oh yeah, we'll just do it tomorrow. And I was like, what is today? But yesterday's tomorrow. I mean, I'm not a good practicer of that at all. Oh, definitely not. I procrastinate like crazy. <laughs> but like, it's good to hear like Mr. Krabs give some solid advice every once in a while and not be like mm-hmm. just a cheapskate all the time. Yeah, it's nice. Out of all the crazy things that SpongeBob made fake Mr. Krabs do, what do you think actually made the most sense? I'd say probably, I would, I almost like the very first thing, like the secret handshake, I think was mm-hmm. a really good way to start it off because I was not like, there's no way to expect what that secret handshake was going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Lift one leg. Balance a cup of chocolate milk on your head and then mm-hmm. sing the bikini bottom anthem. Like, I think solid. still at the whole thing, the smartest thing is never speak the formula. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Because I, I guess there's two schools well, of thought. He never speak you either... the formula, but then he just hands him the formula, right? So, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I guess I'm thinking more of the digital age because in the digital age, like speaking something is like a lot riskier. Like then, like just writing it down and handing it to someone. Yeah, because as soon as you text it, boom, some like servers probably cataloged it for forever. And then if you speak it, then Siri just heard you, or an Alexa, or whatever the government, whatever FBI agents, AI slave you have in your house. Exactly. That's I'm why I don't use them. Glad you brought up like the uh, digital age thing because that's kind of one of my little lessons for this episode. Actually, mm-hmm. is uh, to just to be careful who you trust. Like SpongeBob, I think, even though he couldn't, I think I don't know, he gotta be 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 more careful about trusting like this fake Mr. Krabs and have a better vetting process. And in general, on the internet in the digital age, it's really hard. It's a lot of like catfishing going on and like false identities and like I don't know. There's some crazy stuff that people can do now. Like you can, there's programs that can copy your voice and like your looks and everything, right? And so you gotta be really careful. Yeah, I catfished Josh last week. Yeah, you did. You didn't even know. He was like applying for a job, and I was like, psych, got pranked. Just kidding. You're no broke job for still. You. You're still <laughs> broke. Um, but also on the digital age thing, one of my small lessons was make your secret things and passwords easy to remember for you. There you go. That's good. Like maybe it's not like something, maybe it's not something that like, oh, like my password's my dog's name. Like, you know, but it's something like specific to you that you can remember. And then like, Something that's really smart that they taught my dad in the military. So if the military is doing it, you know, it's real smart. Not really. But is sometimes it's a pattern instead. And a lot of people I see that with phones where it's like, oh, it's a T or it's a diamond. But like even like a pattern with your keyboard. Um, He does like really complicated stuff. Sometimes like I just add random numbers that I know that for every single password are somehow going to be in my password. Yeah. But yeah, some people use those keychain things now, like yeah, those encrypted the keychain things. things. I think like Google Chrome or like I think Mac does it too. Just in general, will like suggest a password and save it for you. But mm-hmm. I don't trust that. Yeah, I don't trust that either. Because then I don't know it. Yeah, exactly. That freaks me out. I just don't ever want to be like the grandma, like whatever the digital equivalent of the grandma is in the future. Where like you know they write it down and they put it on a post-it note like right in front of the keyboard that says the password <laughs> to my computer is. <laughs> What's the point of me having a password then? <laughs> exactly, it's not a good password. But yeah, I don't know. I think that's a thing older people do is like they have like their passwords written down in like a little secret book. 
which I, again, my life isn't that crazy that I would expect someone to like go through my stuff and like find all my passwords and then just do stuff. You gotta be safe. I did have a professor once that like accidentally put it up on the screen, like his entire password. I'm talking about bank information, his like Gmail, like everything. Like, what a fool! His D- my gosh. His- his D2L, which is whatever Blackboard situation. I don't even know if they still have Blackboard, whatever. Uh, but that's whatever like the, the way you enter your grades and crap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he and he was like, I trust you guys. What a which, fool. like, I wouldn't have. I would have been like, I trust you guys, and then changed everything. I'm pretty sure he must have done that. There's no way he didn't. Yeah. I, 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 knowing this teacher, I don't think he did. Oh, God. <laughs> I think he just left it. But it was, like, quick. Like, his passwords were complicated for each one. So, like, even if you memorized it, like, sure, you got his Hulu, whatever. But <laughs> I don't know. But just be careful with those passwords. Yeah. Also, another thing that I learned, self-destructs are kind of useless. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't really think of a good reason to have a self-destruct on a machine unless that machine had, like, kind of like, you know how, like, your iPhone does it? Like, oh, it's lost. Self-destruct. Yeah. Or, like, maybe in the future... When they're like being attacked by aliens, you got a self-destruct button on your spaceship, you know. You take yourself out. Yeah. With the, I don't know. Even then, it's just like, couldn't you just put a bomb in your ship? It's a, that's not a self-destruct. It's just like a regular bomb that you had in there. I guess so. You could be like, I'm just gonna turn it on, and like <laughs> and a grenade. Away. Like a grenade's a self-destruct. Yeah, I guess so. But you could just again, but it's still yeah, a grenade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can use it. Yeah. I don't like single-use objects. <laughs> You know, I don't understand in the Krusty Krab how they have money. Like, they don't have money to, like, clean up or, you know, that they can't just give people napkins for free, but they can afford all these spotlights. Like, SpongeBob has, like, these, like, cop lights that go off and he has a spotlight that he uses to show the guy who, like, has multiple heads. And then when they're in the storeroom, there's, like, this really dramatic spotlight that is, like, on in their storeroom. Like, why? Why do you have all these? I don't get it. It's because insurance. Because, you know, it's like uh, that movie The Blind Side. Get a good quarterback, and then you get someone to protect them. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the wow. blind side in a long time, <laughs> but I'm just saying you gotta you gotta have good security, man. When maybe, you have the, that house, Cavs you get just, that ADT or whatever. Mr. Krabs is just super dramatic. Yeah, or maybe it's SpongeBob. Maybe he brings it from his home. That's true. I could see him doing that. He already he does have a bed that launches him in the air. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So we know he's extra enough about it. <laughs> I was really surprised how long the Bikini Bottom Anthem was. Me too. But it was like pretty good. Like it's a pretty good little tune, you know? Yeah. Do you think our national anthem could take some notes? Uh, yeah, probably. Is that disrespectful? (laughs) Definitely disrespectful. I don't know. I just think it's one of those things like our national anthem is so long. So long. The Bikini Bottom National Anthem is just nice and short. Yeah. Nice, short, and sweet. And we need an update. It's time for an update. When we get when we go through that revolution, sooner or later, we'll have an updated national anthem. We'll remix the national anthem. Yeah. It's... Cardi B. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> A Cardi B. It's just her going, okay. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> I'm not going to put... I don't think I would have put that in there. <laughs> that wasn't a good one. Uh, <laughs> um. I do like how Plankton doesn't buy a Krabby Patty, but he does have an ordinary penny just for an emergency. But that penny had like some mad power to it. Like maybe he has a way to control it, but he was able to control it to like 
spin around Mr. Krabs and then go out of the Krusty Krab. But um, I guess he didn't have the power to control it when he came back and ruined his plan, you know. But here's the thing, though, is this is the second time that a penny has had sentience or like money has had sentience. So maybe so that's why Mr. Krabs likes it. So collects much. it. It's possible. You know, maybe so SpongeBob has sentience. He can like has sentient bubbles and Mr. Krabs has sentient money. I could see this becoming a thing. Yeah, you know how like the gods have like little minions, servants, it's like yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. And then, Ooh. like, maybe Mr. Krabs is slowly amassing an army. Here comes the like, conspiracy theories. More conspiracy theories. I'm Shane Dawson. Add them to the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I want to take care of this. One. I don't need Shane Dawson for my conspiracy theories. All right, I'm kind of scared this week because Omar threatened to stab me if we get the same lesson again. So hopefully right. we didn't, but why don't you go first, Omar, and see ya. My big lesson's very simple. It's almost too simple, but I feel like it is a very big theme for this episode. Don't trust strangers. Okay. It's kind of... Do you have the same it's one? It's not super similar. It's close enough. Yeah. It's close enough to be different? Yeah, I think cool. so. Cool, we broke the streak then. Yeah. So for me, the whole thing is like, again... First episode, those pirates, man. Like, I don't want to be rude to pirates and categorize them and stereotype them, but like, they're still strangers. It's true. And and they sold Squidward a bomb, an edible bomb. Now that's like basically giving me milk that has lactose in it. That's bad. It'll hurt someone. For what? It might hurt what was, someone you love. He paid for that pie. Like twenty five dollars. Is that really worth like on their conscience to like to kill someone? There's a New York bakery here that like I wouldn't pay that much for a pie. Uh-uh. You know, even if it was Thanksgiving. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll just go. I'll go down to Stop and Shop. <laughs> but also in the second one too, like SpongeBob, just open up your eyes. You know that's not Mr. Krabs. It's a stranger. Stranger danger is basically my big lesson. It's nice and simple, but again, I think some people need to be need to tell them that. I feel like more more people nowadays could uh could use that. Yeah, and I think we like we talked about it a little bit in the act two, but stranger danger, especially online now, that's more mm-hmm. of like we have multiple fronts, not even just in real life, but online. You got to be careful about intentions of strangers and people contacting you that may not know and like losing your information or your identity is a huge thing now. And you just got to be really careful about all that. Or even like categorizing a stranger. Like a lot of us think about strangers as like, Oh, this guy just walked up to me, asked for directions. Right. But even people like you just met at a party, like if we're all hanging out and stuff and they're like, Oh, I brought my new friend with me. Or like, I know them from a friend of a friend. They're still a stranger to you. Like I still, I'll categorize someone as a stranger, like at least until I've hung out with them twice. Yeah. Cause like, I don't trust you. I'm not going to trust you as much the first time you're going to have like uh, my expectations are going to be like, wow, like I want this person to be a part of my life. But deep down though, I don't trust you. Yeah. And just because you don't trust them doesn't mean you can't be friendly to them. So I think that's like a fine line to walk, you know? Mm-hmm. Just Whereas know, like just if someone safe. on the street comes up to you, you know? Yeah. 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 Definitely be safe. Right. What do you got, Josh? My lesson is that old adage to keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. Nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think in the first part, like, it's hard to categorize exactly what Squidward is, you know? 
And it's hard to say that he is a friend, especially, I mean, he does all that with SpongeBob, but I think it's important to like, for SpongeBob to kind of take a look at exactly what Squidward's intentions are, especially after learning that he like was going to, he only did it because he thought he had given him a pie that was a bomb, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the second part, I think SpongeBob really needs to like take a harder look at like all the things Plankton does, you know, and understand like. And like understand the difference between like Mr. Krabs and Plankton and understand yeah. how why it's so hard for him to see that. You know, that robot was super obvious, but for SpongeBob, I think he's just too friendly and too naive, you know. So it's again like keep your friends close, but you gotta keep your enemies closer. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I keep tabs on all my friends and enemies. They're the same thing. Everybody. If you got a Finsta, I know about it. <laughs> no, just kidding. I I I do like keeping tabs on people though. I'm just like nosy like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Pretty solid episode. I really liked it. I liked it too. It was good. Yeah. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening. Um, If you want to send us any things or suggestions or comments, please reach out to us on our website, ismaniesapodcast.com. Or you could email us at ismaniesapodcast at gmail.com. Or you could follow us on Facebook, Insta, or Twitter. On Twitter, it's at ismayoapodcast. Comment on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher. If you comment on there, I will definitely see it and i will be in debt to you for forever not really but i will appreciate it make sure to subscribe too yes subscribe share with your friends the biggest thing is sharing with your friends and your enemies again enemies closer but yeah share with everybody comment spread the word spread the good word of spongebob and yeah we appreciate it we super appreciate it before we go i want you to remember ravioli ravioli ravioli. give Give me me the the formula. formula